Welcome to today's episode of Sloppy Exchange. We'll talk about the XFL. It's back, baby. Today's What the Fact. Interesting facts about farts. And Dr. Ken will share a story from the sea. I am Mr. James Westfall. Across the playing field from me is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. James, it's good to be here. I hope you uh, brought your jockstrap. Oh, I'm wearing two just in case. Dr. Ken, big news. Woo! (laughs) That was Nature Boy right there. That was Ric Flair. That was my Ric Flair. Vince McMahon has made the announcement that the XFL is back. Back, baby! So the XFL, for those of you that uh, don't give a shit or weren't here or whatever, is and drank a lot in the early 2000s, <laughs> right? Was a football league that WWE chairman Vince McMahon basically created from nothing. It lasted one season and folded, but it gave us some pretty big innovations. Anytime you're watching an NFL game and they have the flyover like spider cams. XFL. First time I ever saw that was in the XFL. I saw a really interesting 30 for 30 or something on this and ultimately it folded the first time around just because the quality of play was not good. Right. And and I, I don't know too, so WWF then, back then yeah. and NBC were equal partners in it. Yep. But I don't know how much NBC really threw at. Right? Like yeah. I, uh, and so Maybe this was NBC's way of of trying to get something back before they got what is it Sunday Night Football Monday Night Who knows Yeah Whatever But yeah, yeah. so it, it's coming back. Do you think this time around it will succeed? I think that Vince McMahon is no dummy. That dude knows how to make money and he knows how to He's package something and make it slick. And I think that he learned a lot the first time around probably. And that first and foremost, the quality of play and the quality of players is going to be much better this time around. And I don't know if that means that he's willing to throw more money at it and that he knows salaries have to be higher to get a better quality of player. Let's face it, the if you're an athlete and you don't go to the NFL, which very few people do, right? And that subset just keeps getting smaller and smaller as you go up in, right. in levels, right? Oh, of course. Tons of people play high school sports, and then it winnows down in college. It winnows down again in the professional ranks. And so if you are a college prospect and you don't get drafted in the NFL, like most college prospects don't get drafted in the NFL, what do you do? You well, sell now, cars. Yeah, or yeah. you. some guys try to keep the dream alive. They'll go play in Canada. Europe, yeah. They'll go yeah, play in yeah. NFL Europe, which really are the only other two options. XFL didn't really have that quality of player. And people turned tuned in to watch the circus, yes. I think. And those who watched or wanted to watch football tuned in the first night yep. and realized, nope, this is... Too much of adult drama. Yeah. WWF then, now WWE. And they they stopped watching. Yeah. That's exactly the story. They had huge ratings for the first week of games, and then nobody tuned in for week two because they just didn't see good football. Other than Rod Smart, he hate me, was really the only star that came out of that league, and I believe he went into the NFL after that then, but that was the story of that season. This guy that put he hate me on the back of his jersey and got to tell stories about what that meant 
and how, you know, despite everybody hating him, which was basically, quote unquote, the man, he was succeeding as an XFL player, you know, and so it was a good story. He was a good guy in front of the camera. And I think that this time around, Vince McMahon realizes that there is an opportunity because so many people are burned out on the NFL. The NFL has, now let's- Well, that's my question. The NFL is losing viewers left and right. And they're still making a shit ton of money. Nobody's going broke in the NFL. No, but I don't know if those viewers are are looking to jump ship to football light. Yeah, right. right? You know, my my dad and I, we talk football a lot. And uh, we were were talking about it the other other day about concussions Mm -hmm. um, and, and how most moms don't want their kids- a lot of dads don't want their kids playing football. And he was talking about, you know, you know, how you end this right away. I mean, if somebody gets knocked out of the game, whoever knocked them out has to stay out the same amount of time. Blah, blah, blah. It's never going to go out of the game, right? Make them play without helmets. Maybe then they won't tackle with their heads. I don't think the viewership that's leaving NFL is going to land at XFL. I think they're going to get NFL viewers. They're probably going to get some wrestling viewers. But it's season two for NFL fans, right? It's going to start after the season's over. If you're not a NASCAR fan, I mean, spring baseball sucks. What are you going to, you know, nobody's going to watch spring training. Golf, you're going to watch golf. Well, you got the great sports overlap like in June, July, right? Because hockey's pushing out further and further, which is just fucking stupid that they're playing hockey in June to me is ridiculous. I don't know. Part of me is I was really down. I was just burned out and I basically took this year off of the NFL, Uh, football in general. I probably watched, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Bears are just terrible. They were not putting anything worth watching out on the field. So I watched bits and pieces of games, but I did not arrange my Sundays around being available to watch the games like I typically do. A lot of factors, the concussion thing, the standing for the anthem, the whole controversy, and the president sticking his nose in there, and just how ugly that all got. I was just done with it, you know? Like, I turned away. So I would give the XFL another shot. I'd give them another look. They're saying that this isn't going to launch until 2020. So, you know, they got a couple of years to retool. They're far away from announcing cities or anything like that. But first and foremost, I think that they've got to make sure that they put uh, a good a good product on the field. So, uh, Do you ever watch uh, Arena League football? I have watched some Arena League football. And, yeah. you know, it's... we had a team in Milwaukee when I was growing up. I do not remember their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they kicked off the wrong way, right? Like they would face. Yeah, yeah. To bounce it off and the they net. Would kick it off the net. Yeah. And like the field goals were like through a two foot wide little opening. Right. I think being a kicker in that league, you know, that would prepare yeah. you to be a kicker anywhere. You know, yeah. kicking off with your back to the people you're kicking to. Like that's some scary shit. There's big dudes 10 yards behind me who want you to kill me. You take the game of football, which is already violent enough and condense it down into yeah. a smaller compacted area with boards and everything else. I mean, you know, like there's, there's a lot of opportunity there for catastrophic injury. For me, it's kind of ridiculous, the whole concussion thing and everything else, because, you know, they want to have their cake and need it too. And I'm talking about not just the league, but the viewers. They want to talk about player safety and all this kind of stuff, but you want to see some guy get knocked the fuck out. That's why you watch the game. Get knocked off. Right. So it's yep. it's just difficult to yep. sort of talk out of both sides of your face like that. Either we, just lean into it and embrace it and say, yes, I, I want to see, you know, we want to see a big good hits. match between the gladiators, but we want to make sure they're treated humanely. Right. I mean, that's that's the whole other thing, right, is if you just step back and look at this thing from 30,000 feet, what you have are two generally wealthy white men who own 
a bunch of wealthy but less wealthy uh, people of color, and they pit them against each other in feats of strength and gladiatorial type activities. You have to just sort of root for your team. But but they're rich. Yeah, and don't think about it too much, you know? like Jeez, that stinks. (laughs) Sorry. Didn't mean to, you know, pop your balloon there, but the XFL is back. Speaking of rich, Vince McMahon is not hurting at all. and Rich windbags full of gas brings us to today's What the Fact. Today's What the Fact. We're just going to shoot some rapid fire facts about farts in your direction. (laughs) There's the first one. Farts. We all do it. Sometimes we pretend like we don't, but uh, it's a part of life. People pass gas about 14 times a day. Did you know that? Would you say that's high or low for you? Low. Low? Uh, Yeah. I would say 14 times an hour. (laughs) The average person produces about a half a liter of farts every single day. I don't know why we went metric all of a sudden. I'd like a liter of cola. I'll have a liter of fart. How much? A half? A half a liter, which doesn't seem like that much, but I mean, you know, not that much gas is coming out each time, I guess. Farts have been clocked at a speed of 10 feet per second. 10 feet per second. That's. Uh, And this is one that... My wife tells me all the time, and I would always call bullshit on her, but it's staring me in the face that she was not lying, is that holding farts in could be bad for your health. Uh, Better out than in, I always say. Yes, exactly. And honey, I'm sorry. You were right. I shouldn't have ever been giving you a hard time about letting them rip. All right. So so I want to do a little math for you here, kids. 14 times a day. Yep. Right. That gives you 98 times a week. Okay. All right. 392 times a month, 4,704 farts uh, per year. If you live to be 70, 71, I'll give you an extra year. That's uh, 333,984 farts, uh, about 185,000 liters. That's <laughs> of, a swimming pool. Of noxious gas. A swimming pool of farts. <laughs> For some cultures, farting is no big deal. Uh, in ancient Rome, Emperor Claudius, fearing that holding farts in was bad for the health, passed a law stating that it was acceptable to break wind at banquets. How you show your gratitude. Right. Uh, in a tribe in South America called the Yanomami, they fart as a greeting. That's pretty impressive because you just have to have one you in the chamber all the time loaded. in case you meet someone. Maybe they have the ability to... <laughs> Suck what in, you know. It's like when you, you know, figured out as a kid you could fake belch by sucking in air real quick, and then uh, probably know. everybody knows this, but farts are flammable. Yes, and this reminds me of some J hole lighting his fart and catching his pants on fire. Was the first clip that I ever watched on YouTube. Wow. Uh, A friend of mine, his brother came over uh, visiting from Europe. And I don't think, I mean, YouTube was everywhere, right? But I'd never heard of it. And this is going back, you know, probably 10, 12 years. He said, oh, you got to check this out. And he showed us YouTube and just all of the stupidity that was just right there. Your your, your life was better. Less productive, but better. Yes. So yeah. So certain foods uh, will make you produce more gas. Yeah. Cauliflower. Yep. Brussels sprouts. Beans. All of them. Any legumes. Yep. Broccoli. Cabbage. Bran. Fructose. The sugar found in fruit. Yep. Eat a lot of fruit. Okay. That'll make you gassy too. Well, that's so. like Beano, right? Is yeah. you take a couple of drops of that and, and it gives no you that, that enzyme that you need to, I think it's the husks of beans that we have a hard time processing and they create excess gas. So well, the, the more you know. 
Yeah, right. You know, this is something that's a development in my older adult life, which I'm not enjoying. <laughs> um, I love whole milk. Okay. Uh, you know, we don't always have it around because yep. my wife is health conscious, but I love whole milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I drink milk now, the only negative side effect, I'm very, very gassy. <laughs> so for me, the lactose... <laughs> Uh, I don't. I'm not lactose intolerant. I can eat it. I'm very tolerant of lactose. You know, I can do and be whatever it wants. Yep. Uh, but when I consume milk, not ice cream, not yogurt, but milk, just milk. Woo! It's good times. Way more than four. Yeah. Well, that's okay because I have become lactose intolerant in my old age. So cry me a fucking river. All right. Another fact: if you hold them in, they're just gonna come out when you sleep. <laughs> I think that there are nothing better than sleep farts. <laughs> When your significant other is just over there letting them rip, man, it's just, it's so intimate and hilarious to me. Another fact, people fart even after death. As we know, when when the body dies, it starts to produce all sorts of gases, right? And there's a lot of stories out there about corpses sitting up as gases escape or... If you're that dude, like that dude that you always picture as the dude in the morgue, late at night, tiny little light on over his desk, just surrounded by corpses, and they just start breaking wind. <laughs> like, if I was that guy and I did that job for 60 years, I would never be okay with that. I would fucking... Every time. Stu- I would be startled every time. Yes. Why you can hear some farts, but not others. Why? Yeah. Slick butthole. It has to do with proper anal lubrication. Well, it depends on how much gas you've got bottled in, force with which it comes flying out, and how tight the sphincter is. So you just got to relax it. Is that the, I, I the think, trick? Well, I think if you... Really loosen it up yeah, like a balloon. It just, yeah, you know, it, it just, just goes, goes right? If you try and try right. and silence it, that is a recipe for a big ripper. Why exactly is it called a fart? Some reports suggest it dates back to the 14th century Middle English words of fjortin and fartin or fjortin, Fjortin. which means to break wind, while others say it dates back to an old Germanic languages for a word specifying breaking wind. So it all has to do with breaking wind. What if you refer to it as cutting the cheese? Do you have to have a different name then? Does fart no longer apply? Chosen. (laughs) Queso. Queso. There is a professional farter that goes by the moniker of Mr. Methane. He's a performing flatulist <laughs> that performs the art of controlled anal voicing. And he uses the same technique as 19th century Frenchman Joseph Poyol. He's sucking air into his butthole. He, yeah. He's figured it out somehow. He he's... calls what he does fart artistry. Fart. I don't know. Why don't you just call it fartistry? Fart right? I mean, come on, dude. Trademarked. That's right fart-istry. there. Fartistry. I'm going to register fartistry.com. And then he's got a buy it from us and he does it at the world's top comedy festivals in montreal melbourne and edinburgh and public and private shows so if you want mr methane to come to your kid's next birthday party reach out to him i'm sure he's got a website i guarantee you he can do happy birthday and if you don't like his act you can always say he stinks (laughs) yeah one star review this act stinks right so that's uh some rapid fire facts about farts you ever you ever have a a fart occurring in inopportune time like you're in the middle of like really giving it to somebody like you <laughs> son of a bitch. 
thought and then, you meant the other kind of giving it to somebody. Oh yeah, like mid-sex farts. Come on, man. As you get older, you can't control. And the worst one for me these days is if I'm going into the bathroom and it's urinals and you're like next to some dude. And I don't know about you, but anymore, when I release the, the valve on one of those, everything down there gets loose. So there is no way. I, I think that I am physically incapable at this point in my life of, of urinating without also farting if the, the need arises. I can't You're just not, close hold, one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm not going to cut off the, the pee stream because that just burns. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to just let you it all get go. get that checked out. <laughs> So you got to just let that go. And I'm honestly like, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. I don't like to go out in public and just start ripping farts or whatever. Right. I was walking down the sidewalk. This is a classic story. My wife and I still laugh about. We got out of the car. We were in this kind of schmancy suburb of Chicago and we got out, we parked the car, we got out and there was all these fancy shops and people who were well-dressed and we're walking down the sidewalk to go to this restaurant. And uh, I thought that she and my parents were behind me and I just, I just fucking dropped one, man. And it was loud. And I turned around and another couple had gotten out of another car and inserted themselves in between. That's what they get for breaking up the party. And I turned around to make some smart comment to my, what I thought was my wife and my parents. How do you like that one? And it was two strangers. Well, your asshole's talking shit. And it was loud enough that, you know, 10 feet behind them, my party did hear. <laughs> and they were laughing hysterically then, as you're they trying to. They saw me turn and they just started laughing immediately. And yeah, my uh, wife has a great story <laughs> where she bent down one time at the library uh, to check out the paperback. They had them on those round carousels. Yep. And she bent down, and as you bent down into a squat, that's just going to happen. In the quietest of places. Just ripped a huge fart, and where the carousels for the paperbacks were at this library was about 10 feet away from the main library desk. And she just turned around, (laughs) and there were two women sitting right there at the desk. It was just one of those, like... Hey, it happens. And I'm always really enamored of people who are just so comfortable and acknowledge it, make a joke and move on. I sat down at a bar one time and this woman sat down next to me, didn't know her, but she's sitting at the bar and we were both just not talking to each other, but talking to the bartender because that's a bartender's job, right? You just sort of make small chat, uh, small talk. And so this woman was, took a drink of her beer, ate some peanuts or something and just ripped a huge belch. I mean, just like Barney from the Simpsons, right? She let it fly. Peanuts hit the back wall. And she just goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I'm not at home. What am I thinking? And she kind (laughs) of, you know, winked and smiled and then we started chatting because that's just a hilarious icebreaker and, you know. The ice is shattered at that point. It happens. Right? right and you just sort of acknowledge it laugh at yourself and move on but that's you know a classic example just don't be so fucking uptight all the time right yeah, that's some fart facts for you friends yeah. okay boys and girls it's that special time again gonna ask you to pull a chair up next to the fire and listen as dr ken gives us another story from the sea just sit right back and you'll hear a tale at tale of a fateful trip. This sea story begins in lovely Portsmouth, England. Uh, Some friends of mine and I uh, had gotten to Portsmouth after being out to sea for about a month and a half, and as sailors do, we go out looking for one of three things, not in the mood for tattoos or women. We pulled up to the bar. (laughs) It's about 10 o'clock in the morning on a random Thursday, and sitting at the bar here in this sleepy English town 
are five or six salt-of-the-earth, crusty, old, sailormen-type folks. Okay. All of them have their pints of Guinness or harp in front of them, and they're watching you know, the equivalent of ESPN showing rugby and soccer. And we come in, and we're rowdy and loud in typical American fashion. Uh, I can tell within about five minutes that these old dudes are pissed at us. <laughs> they do not like us in the least. We are everything that they hate about Americans, and we're living up to it perfectly. We've been there about two hours, uh, but many pitchers of beer. And at this point, we decide shots are in order. And so we order our first round of shots and then our second round of shots. And by our third round of shots, uh, my buddy Luke decides it's time for Irish car bombs. This just you just keep ratcheting things up, right? We ratchet them up and ratchet up like that. You know, that's if you don't know where the edge is, you keep going until yeah. you fall off. Okay, but if you don't understand culture, ordering an Irish car bomb in England <laughs> uh, when you're already pissing off uh, the English patrons of the bar is not a good idea. As my buddy Luke loudly and drunkenly orders. Irish car bombs for everybody, I see half of these old men start to get up and decide to kick our ass. Uh, the one old guy who, if you just close your eyes and think English sailor man, old sailor man, uh, that's where he fits the bill perfectly. Fat guy, big beard, goofy hat. He comes up and grabs Luke and starts to scream at him like, what the fuck did you say? I scream it and I get in between them and being the peacekeeper I am, I say, an Irish car bomb is a drink. Let me make some for you. The barkeep, who happens to own the place, uh, is about the age of my mother at the time, late 40s. And, uh, you know, she was really a cool lady, and she, she let me behind the bar. And so I made 12 Irish car bombs, one for all, each of us, bartender, everybody at the bar, my friends. So if you've never had an Irish car bomb, it's Guinness with a shot of uh, Jameson's, three-quarters of a shot of Jameson's, quarter shot of Bailey's. Drop it in, chug the whole thing. It tastes like a milkshake, and it's wonderful. If you've never seen six angry old Englishmen on the verge of fighting to wanting to be your best friends, uh, make them Irish car bombs, but don't call them that. Uh, and let them have them first. They took out the name Irish, just started calling them car bombs. Uh, we made several more rounds of car bombs, uh, and then the owner, uh, Jane, her daughters and uh, all of their friends and sons and all their friends showed up, and we proceeded to drink for four days and trash this bar. So, if you're ever in England, do not order an Irish car bomb. Order a car bomb, and you'll have a great time. If you have suggestions for less uh, politically insensitive names for the drink, the Irish car bomb, shoot us an email, sloppyexchange at gmail.com. Portsmouth, I'm assuming it's a harbor town. It correct? is. And so, they're, you know, they're probably used to sailors coming in and out of there all the time. And mo like it sounds like these guys were also seamen. <laughs> So where the bar we were at in Portsmouth was out of the way, okay. but it, it's um, the equivalent of um, you know Annapolis, Maryland, okay. where the Navy Academy is. Yep. It's it's the home of the British Navy. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and so there's sailors everywhere, American, yeah. British, all of the Allied forces. They're always there, right? Yeah. Um, 
and we had discovered on one of our earlier trips to Portsmouth where all of like the towny bars were and where all of like the sailor bars were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you wanted to go and, and have a good fun time and party with young people, you would go to this area. If you just wanted the bar to yourself and drinks and, you know, have some time to just get chitty, you'd go to this other area. Well, we went even further. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was and it was a long weekend of drinking. We ended up getting tattoos at one point and there's So how does that work then though? Like do you have to go back to your ship every night to sleep? Is it like a cruise or it's, uh, do you do Yes you, and no. Okay. So when you're out to sea you're on uh, when you're in port, depending on what you do for the ship, mm-hmm. uh, you either have liberty um, liberty that expires or you have um, duty on board the ship where okay. you have to stay on. Yep. And so we would have um, like a four-day period where we would be in port. Mm-hmm. And out of those four days, one or maybe two, depending on if you got screwed in the rotation, you would have to stay on the ship and, and stand watch. Yeah. And almost everybody had to stand some form of watch. You know, you could trade with your boys or whatever and end up doing an entire four, five, six-day port visit where you say, peace, I'm out, and come back 10 minutes before midnight on the sixth day, and it's all good. So I got to see a lot of vacation areas, Yeah, um, you know, on my time that I was off of duty. Well, and I'm assuming, based on the stories you've told me about the ship economy that springs up, uh, you know, involving... Debts are the, owed the and de- debts are and, paid. Yes. Yeah, right. So I'm assuming that, uh, you know, that those watch shifts and things like that eventually get, you know, owed and swapped through card games and everything else, right? There so are lots of different, lots of different ways and reasons people end up staying on the ship. You know, certain ports cost you more. And if somebody owes you some money, you know, it's a great way to get them off the books and, and yeah. get a, a extended liberty. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Any so, kids out there thinking about joining the Navy, sailing the, the, the seven seas, seeing the world, let me uh, just remind you that two-thirds of the earth are covered in ocean, and it all looks the same. <laughs> a horizon is a horizon. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Calm seas are calm. Rough seas are rough. Yeah. It all looks the same. Do you have a parting shot for us today, Dr. Ken? I do. Okay. We'll never know our limits until we cross them. Very good. I am going to just remind you listeners to shoot us an email at sloppyexchange at gmail.com with any topic ideas or show ideas. Tell your friends about this podcast, however you found us. Help them find us. We're on iTunes, CastBox, SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher now. Help us get the word out, and we're going to try to grow this thing and uh, keep having some kicks, getting sloppy. Oh, 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 o